clicked into the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This is episode number 20, where we're just getting started on breaking down everything you thought you knew about credit. MPS. MPS. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe to be good with money, we got to talk about money. And this show was designed to do just that. I am your host, the money misfit, Jamar Dupas, and this is episode number 20. That's right, but we're number 20. And today we start a series. We're talking about all about credit. Today we're going to be doing some rethinking of credit. Uh, maybe challenge some of the things you used to think about it. Uh, you know me. And we're going to talk about how to increase your credit score and all that stuff over the next few episodes. And we're going to finish up with a webinar. It's going to be a completely free webinar. It's going to be no pitch, nothing to sell. Uh, webinar about how me and my wife has increased, have increased our credit scores from the low 500s and 600s up to high 700s and 800s and all that good stuff. So that's what we're going to do today and over the next few weeks. And today is, what's today's date? July the 11th, Monday, July the 11th. And speaking of weeks, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy past week, especially in the media, as we saw videos of black men being taken down by police officers uh, and uh, police officers being taken down by uh, what we believe is snipers um, in Dallas and then even here in Houston, after that, we had another situation where a police officer has allegedly uh, shot another unarmed black man with his hands up in the middle of the street. And there's footage out about that. So it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy week. And it's weird because uh, we spoke about uh, financial independence last episode. And we talked about that. That is something that I think about. Uh, being a black man in America and raising a son and and daughters and all that good stuff and being able to have finances to be a defense and to keep them uh, away from things like that and to be able to uh, defend myself and uh, help other people defend themselves with financial independence at being uh, being a platform where you can do that from. So it's it was weird that we talked about that last week and then uh, all week long, this whole thing went down, and so it was crazy. So hope everybody got all their anger and their frustration out. If not, take some seats, relax yourself, don't get distracted, and focus. Fight for what you believe in, uh, but do it properly, right? Uh, don't take lives. Don't lose your life behind it uh, because it's going to take each of us to help all of us, right? So. Uh, that's what I want to say about that. And I was real tempted to do another episode about that. But what I want to do is uh, talk about what I feel is the real solution. And I've already said that. Uh, and that is that we need to get our money right. Um, as a people, as a country, as individuals, as married couples, we need to get our money right. Because we can't help anybody if we're so tied down to the job, tied down in financial stress, and relational stress, and just stress about life. We can't help anybody if we don't get ourselves together and get ourselves in a position to where we can help people. And one of the big issues that I see in life is the breakup of marriage and the stress of lack of money and just the lack of in general. So that's why I'm going to keep talking. And today we're going to talk about credit. And one of the reasons why I decided to start with credit is because credit is one of those things that it's kind of controversial a lot of times, especially in the uh, personal finance arena. And uh, there's some people who believe you shouldn't use credit at all. 
and they don't really understand uh, that credit is not necessarily debt. So we're going to talk about that. But they don't believe you should even have a credit score. Uh, There's some people who believe you should do everything for a good credit score. I don't believe that. So we're going to talk about that. And I believe it's a foundational piece because there's a lot of things you can do with good credit. I think there's a, a lot of money you can free up, especially if you've already are borrowing money and you need to free up some cash flow. Uh, credit can help you do that. So we're going to talk about all those things today and over the next several weeks. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, I like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I don't know how you found us, but I appreciate you being here. And I won't give the whole full spiel, but if you want to know more about what we do and how to become uh, a money misfit yourself, head over to yourmoneyright.com. That's yourmoneyright.com. And check out the website. Over there, You we have a free membership where you can sign up and get our free mini course, uh, The Roadmap to Getting Your Money Right. And basically that course is two of our most popular episodes that roll you through the roadmap. What to do first, how to find your why, and get connected back to why you're making money in the first place, and then what you could do next. Uh, and it's the information that financial advisor should sit you down and talk to you about before they try to sell you mutual funds and life insurances and stuff like that. But anyway, you can head over to yourmoneyright.com to find that out. And since we got so much to cover, my last announcement is a thank you. And it's thank you for everybody for downloading this episode or this show, sharing these shows. Thank you so much for the ratings and reviews. But last week, we hit and broke through 10,000 downloads of the show. And I am just, uh, it's, it's, I am just so appreciative and it's almost unbelievable. 10,000 downloads of this show and we're in episode number 20 and, uh, it's, it's truly a blessing and, and I hope it's a sign that what we're doing and what we're talking about is helping people. So I just first want to say thank you so much for doing that, for sharing this out and, and coming with me and hanging out with me week after week. And if this is your first time, thank you for coming just for today. If this today is the only one you listen to, I appreciate you being here anyway. Uh, but yeah, we hit 10,000 downloads. That's crazy. That is that is crazy. So I'm not going to ramble anymore about that. Let's talk about what we're going to cover over the next several weeks, right? First, we're going to talk about what is credit, right? So there's no confusion about that. Uh, we're going to talk about what credit actually is. Then we're going to talk about... Um, how does credit differ, your credit report differ from your credit score and what credit is anyway, how to think about credit in a healthy manner, uh, what makes up a credit score. We're going to talk about how to increase your credit score because that's what you're really here for anyway. You want to know how to get that three-digit number on up high. We're going to talk about how marriage affects your credit score, if at all. Um, we're going to talk about what not to do <laughs> because I think uh, one of the, the things that people fail to tell us a lot of times, they tell us what to do. But a lot of times they don't tell us what not to do, and that could be a huge deal. That could be a deal breaker if you don't know what not to do. So we're going to talk about that, some of the biggest mistakes that people make over credit. And we're going to really dig into this when we do the webinar, but my kind of secret sauce, which is not really a secret, but my little debt-free method to increasing your credit scores. I know a lot of people, they hate debt, and it's all fine and dandy, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of debt at all myself. But I just don't think we should worship at the altar of getting out of debt. But I'm not going to go down that road. But we're going to talk about some debt-free ways to increase your credit score because it's it's not um, – there's a popular guy by the name of Dave Ramsey who talks about that your credit score is a I love debt score. I do not agree with that. And we're going to talk about uh, why not at another time. Uh, we're going to talk about tools you can use to increase your credit score, check your credit score, maintain a credit score for free. And, of course, we're going to talk about – strategy because that's the point part part I can't even talk today that's the part where I think everybody misses um that they forget a lot of people give us credit tips uh, and you can find credit tips just by googling online but there's a strategy behind it all that makes it easy and simple to do and makes it automatic uh in your day-to-day -day life if you know what the strategy is so um, that's what we're going to talk about. And that's what I'm going to share with you. And a lot of the strategy is going to come, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the webinar, but I'll give you a chance to, uh, register for that web webinar at the end of the episode here. All right. So 
What is credit? When I think about credit, you know me, I like to break down words. And credit, the root word of credit is credo. It's a Latin word. And it stands for I believe or to believe. So another way to look at credit is is really a belief system, right? It, believing that you make good on your word. The other word I think about when I think about credit is credibility, right? And if I want to borrow money or access cash or somebody else's cash, they want to know how credible I am, right? Why? Because they want to know what the risk is for me, for them handing me over their money. And they want to know if they're going to get their money back. Now, they can never be for sure, right? Because I can have a great credit score, take that money, lose everything I have because I did something stupid, and then not ever pay them back, right? So there's always a risk. But what they're trying to do is minimize their risk as much as possible. So that's where the whole credit report came from. It actually wasn't meant for consumers. It was more of a business-to-business type deal, right, where um, if businesses were doing business together, they wanted to see what this track record of these guys over here or gals over here were to make sure that they would get their money, you know, if they uh, if they did business with them or if they created a transaction um, because that's what credit allows you to do. It allows you to partake in transactions until money can be paid to resolve the transaction or to close the transaction. And that's what credit is all about. And we see credit so much in the United States because several years ago, we decoupled our money from gold and we went into this credit standard. And basically, you know, I'm not going to get into that right now, but that's probably going to be another another time. But basically, we utilize credit so we can expand our economy at a faster rate. Um, so that's why you see ups and downs in the economy. That's why you see we have really good times and you, you see we have really bad times like in 2008 because we grow off of credit. But the thing about credit and, and, and when you use your credit to create debt, uh, a lot of times, especially if you don't have collateral and cash on hand, you create uh, these ebbs and flows, these ups and downs. So in other words, if I borrow money from you today and I don't have the cash or collateral uh, to for that debt, then what I am doing when I take on that debt is promising you money for my future earnings. And that's why you have that ebb and flow. That's why we have the ups and downs, because when you have the ups, because you're using your credit, eventually you got to spend less than what you earn so you can pay the creditors back. I hope that makes sense. But that's why we have ups and downs in the economy. And I'm going to share a video with you guys one day uh, to kind of explain that a little bit better because it's hard for me to do this a lot of times over audio and over the podcast. But credit, uh, they want to know, the whole point of the credit score and the credit report is to the lenders want to know their chances of getting their money back if they do business with you. Uh, And that's a fairly new phenomenon in the grand scheme of things. Uh, as far as having a credit score and having a credit report, but that's what that is all about. And what I want everybody to think about is what I talked about already, and that's that credibility. So when you approach how you handle your credit and your credit score, I don't want you to think of it as gaming the system, right? So a lot of times people will ask, you know, if I owe so-and-so, so-and-so money, how long will it be on my credit report so I don't have to pay them back anymore? Right. And the truth is, when you owe somebody money, you always have to pay them back. Just because it's not on your credit report doesn't mean that you don't owe them the money. Remember, you went into a contract with them at one point or another. Right. Whether it is you agree to uh, pay a monthly fee for a phone bill for your phone service and you decide not to do that or you ran into hard times or you decided to borrow money to buy a house and you you couldn't pay the house or or you you came in on hard times and something went down and you owed the money, it doesn't matter how long the thing sits on your credit report, which is seven years, by the way, unless you're in bankruptcy, that's 10 years. But because they, you still owe them that money. So they can come back at you at any given time, right? So 
it's not about your credit score or your credit report. It's about credibility, right? It's about your reputation. And that's what they're trying to establish. They're trying to establish whether or not you're a credible person and they can trust you with their money. And so that's what I want. That's what I mean by rethinking credit because I want us to get away from trying to game the system, right? Now, <laughs> I'm going to share some ways to game and to uh, use your stuff that you're already doing today to increase your credit score so you can have your best rates because, you know, a lot, a lot of this money is a game and we need to know the rules. And that's part of the reason why I decided to do the start the podcast, because there's a lot of rules that we can use to play this game to our advantage to to, you know, get our money right and to, to make more money and make our money more efficient and all that good stuff. So um, that's just to think about that. Right. So that's what credibility is all about. And that's what the credit report and the credit score is all about, because there's really only two ways to get debt. Either you got to have some collateral which can be in a form of cash or assets, or you got to have some credibility, right? Uh, and if you have some cash and collateral, that right, right by itself usually speaks for your credibility because uh, if you need to borrow some money and you already, say if you need to borrow $100,000, right? And you already have $100,000 in the bank or liquid or in your assets, well, they are more likely to lend you the money, they were more likely to lend you the $100,000 because you already have the $100,000, right? They don't really care much about your credit score, right? Because, you know, you, you got the collateral. If you don't pay them their money back, they can get that hundred grand that you put up for collateral. And, and, you know, just to drive this point home, you know, credit is extended to those who are credible or have collateral, right? And if you have both, you are the ideal client, right? Um, there is using debt with existing cash or collateral or using debt with future earnings. Uh, one has little to no risk and the other has more, right? This is why I say investments aren't risky. It's the investor that is risky or not, right? This is why banks lend money for houses so cheap, right? There is collateral, and they structure the deal where most of uh, most of their money gets paid back quickly anyway within the first few years. And if the deal goes south, they still have a house. So they virtually have no risk because they are the investor, right? So the, the investment itself is not risky. It's the investor that is risky. And also understand when we talk about credit and credibility, think about it with your friends, right? I got really good friends. Let's, let's say Derek is one of my best friends or Chris or Coop, right? And over the years, they have earned my trust, right? They've become credible, right? Uh, some people call it street cred or whatever, right? So I can trust them with whatever, right? I can trust them with my life. I can trust them with my children, right? And that's because over time, through experience, through our history, I've been able to build trust in them, right? And if you think about your credit and credibility, true credibility takes time to earn. And notice I said earn, not manipulate, <laughs> right? And if we approach our credit scores in that manner, I think we'll set ourselves up to be able to build them on, you know, hard to crack histories, hard to crack rocks. And we'll also save ourselves from having to deal with you know, credit repair scammers and stuff like that because we take this particular approach. And if you come from this place of understanding, you can navigate your way uh, through the credit game uh, from any position and from any standpoint, right? So there's there's two ways to get debt and, and stuff like that, and that's using collateral or credibility. Collateral or cash, cash or collateral or your credit score, all of it speaks or is trying to speak to your credibility, is basically what I'm trying to say. Let me say next that because there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that you should have a credit score, should worry about your credit score. Let me say this, that you do not need a credit score, right? You don't even really need a credit report. You have one anyway, whether you have anything on it or not, but you do have a credit report, but you may not have enough on there for a credit score. And let me be clear, you do not need a credit score 
to function in this world or even in this country, right? Why is that? Because you can pay cash for everything, right? Uh, you don't have to borrow money to buy a house. You don't have to borrow money to buy a car. I actually encourage you not to borrow money to buy a car, but sometimes you got to do it, right? You don't have to do it, but you choose to do it. Let me just say that. You don't have to have a credit score, right? So a lot of people believe that in order to get a mortgage, you got to have a good credit score. We don't have to have a credit score to get a mortgage because there is a thing called underwrite, underwriting. And this is more of a, a manual approval for a mortgage, so to speak, right? Let's just use a mortgage, for example. If you want to buy a house, but you don't have a credit score or you have little or no credit, then you can still get a house. Now, your options are limited, right? There's not, not every uh, lender out there will do manual underwriting to approve you for a mortgage, but you can get it done. They're out there. Now, what happens, though, is in order to do that, it, you need to have some pretty good uh, record keeping, right? So this typically takes some good record keeping. You got to be pretty responsible with your money and your records. Uh, you'll need lots of cash, right? So high down payment. Um, which I'm generally not a fan of, but we'll talk about that in another show. Um, no previous red flags on your credit report, right? So even if you have a uh, no credit score or bad credit score, they're still going to look at your credit report to see if there's any red flags on there that would uh, alarm them of anything, right? You need to have strong employment, right? If you're going to do this underwriting thing, which you need to have strong employment anyway, even if you do go through your credit score. And, um, but you know, and then there's these other things. There's other services out there that would allow you to uh, prove your credibility based on bills that you've paid in the past, right? So there's like a website, excuse me, and other websites like it uh, called eCredible. That's eCredible.com, and I'll put that in the show notes. Um, but what they do is they try to help you prove your credit worthiness, and what they do is they allow you to track your your the money you spend on your utilities things like your phone bills and stuff like that anything that you pay monthly on um that they can have a, a get a partnership with or you can do it manually and they'll they will keep records for you over however many years that uh you pay for the service now some of it may be free i'm not sure i've i've not used it but i have heard that uh people have used it and th what they're trying to do is come up with their own way to uh prove credit worthiness through their own little systems and stuff like that. And they do have some partners and some vendors that they've, they've teamed up with that will take uh, their credit scoring. Uh, so that's good news, especially for the future for people who don't want to deal with this whole credit game. Um, but typically if you listen to this, we're probably not going to be that type of person. We're going to teach you how to utilize every aspect of it. Cause I think we all need to be educated uh, in the the game of finance, right, in order to win this thing. So we're not playing not to lose. We're playing to win. Uh, at the same time, we're playing defense, but we're going to play some offense as well. So that's eCredible.com. You could do that. Um, but, and then, again, like I already touched on, you don't need a credit score because you can pay cash for everything. Now, there are some risks in that, right? So there's a lot of people that talk about you should buy a house in cash, right? And that's a good idea. It sounds like a good idea anyway. But there's also risk involved. So just like there's risk involved in borrowing money, there's risk involved in paying cash for, for something, right? So what do I mean by that? Uh, so a lot of people say if you get a mortgage, um, you there's risk that you could be foreclosed on. There's risk that you could lose your job and not be able to make the payments, uh, things like that. There's risk to when you have debt. And if something happens, you can't pay it back. Um, there's also a risk on the other side of that. So if if I want to buy a $100,000 house I, and I want to do it cash, well, I got to figure out a way to save up $100,000, right? That's typically pretty difficult to do. And then as long as it took me to save up $100,000, is this $100,000 house really what I want? Um, and then... If I have $100,000 and I throw $100,000 to pay for something at one time, that's a lot of cash out of hand. And hopefully, hopefully I got some money left over after I make that purchase because if not, I've just put myself in another risk of not being able to cover 
unexpected expenses like a new roof or catastrophic events, catastrophic health events, things like that. So there's always risk involved when you're dealing with money. Uh, we just got to be good at understanding that and calculating that risk. So um, no, you don't need a credit score, right? You can you can get a mortgage, use underwriting things, you can pay cash for stuff. But my argument is if you can be that responsible, right? If you can be that responsible to to be able to be approved through the underwriting process, which takes lots of uh, record keeping, which takes high cash and down payment, which takes some discipline to save up that money, which takes strong em employment to do that. If you can be that type of person, you could be that type of person that can manage a credit score very well. I think you should do both, right? I'm not an either or person, right? I like to do both. When I talk about the coin, uh, there's not two sides to every coin. People want you to believe that, but there's actually three sides of the coin. There's the head, there's the tail, and there's the ridge. And I always try to stand on the ridge of the coin, right? So let me just say that, no, you do not need a credit score. But what are some practical reasons to have a high credit score, right? And one of the reasons why I think we should all have a high credit score is because especially most of us, at least in my age group, right, we have student loans or we're already paying interest on something. So if you have a high credit score, chances are you can cut your expenses by refinancing certain, certain things, restructuring your loans, right, uh, to free up some cash flow. I've talked about this before, but cash flow is really the most important thing when it comes to how we set ourselves up for wealth and how we live our lives and things like that, what we got coming in versus what we got going out. So if we can make that a little bit bigger, we could take that freed up cash flow to do other things we need to do, like maybe pay down some other debt faster, right? Get a bigger debt snowball, so to speak, right? When you free up that money, you can take that money and make it move faster, right? An, an increased credit, credit score also will in, uh, lower our insurance cost, right? If we lower our insurance cost, guess what? We increase our cash flow, right? You'll, you'll start to get a pattern with me that I'm all about increasing your cash flow. Right. Um, deposits. Right. If you're trying to get utilities, if you're trying to get a phone, trying to get electricity on, if you're trying to uh, rent an apartment, a high credit score will a lot of times keep you from having to pay a deposit. Right. So get, what does that do? Keep cash in your pockets. I'm a huge believer in cash. We've already talked about. Right. And then there's all types of rewards and perks and stuff like that. Cashback, uh, mileage, uh, insurance when you use, there's like credit cards have different perks and stuff like that. Um, they have, uh, uh, you know, identity theft coverage a lot of times. A lot of times they'll uh, do um, credit monitoring for you. A lot of times your insurance, your your credit card will cover insurance on a rental car. There's little perks like that. Now, I don't, I don't play the credit game to get those rewards and perks, but because the way I play it is a no risk way of doing it or low risk way of doing it, I get those extra perks. But these are just some practical reasons why I think you should increase your credit score. Now, um, what I want to talk about though is, and because a lot of people I know do this, is they mix up what a credit report is versus what a credit score is. A credit report and a credit score are two different things, right? So a lot of times people hear that they can get their free credit report every year and they think they can get a free credit score. That's not necessarily true. Uh, now, you can get free credit scores, and we'll talk about that at another time, but a credit report is basically a report, kind of what we talked about earlier, and it's trying to determine who you are as a person and again, like we said earlier, how credible you are. So what's on a credit report? Some things you'll find on a credit report is your name, <laughs> your address, your previous addresses, right? You may have your employer on there, how long you've been on that employer. Um, you may have some any public notices, like if you've had some lawsuits against you, if you have some uh, bankruptcies, things like that, that'll be on there. It'll have uh, your creditors, like who you're borrowing from or who you're getting credit from. Um, it'll have things that you've done well, like some accounts that you've done well. It'll have some stuff on, definitely have stuff on there, the things that you've done wrong, right? So any missed payments that you may have had, any charge-offs that you may have had, uh, anything that's on there that would be a red flag 
that could go against your credibility when somebody is trying to lend you uh, money or service uh, that will cost from them to front you whatever it is, whatever service or money that you're trying to get from them, right? So these are the things that are on your credit report. Now, your credit score is a three-digit score that tries to take these things that are on your credit report and determine your credit worthiness with a grade. And for the most part, it's comparative to everybody else in a particular population, right? So uh, typically you got uh, credit scores between like 350 and 850, and there's a bunch of different uh, models for credit scores. The most uh, popular ones that people know of is the FICO score. Now, um, we're going to have a show on all the myths and, and things that people believe that are not true about credit reports and credit scores later. But one of the biggest myths that people believe is that the FICO score is the credit score that is the most accurate. And the challenge with that is um, there is no one FICO score, right? So you have your three large credit bureaus. You have Experian, you have Equifax, and you have TransUnion, right? And these three they manage your credit report, your credit reports. They each have their own credit reports, but depending on your lender or your servicer uh, may not report to all three credit bureaus, right? They may only record a report to Equifax, may only report to uh, TransUnion, or even when they're trying to approve you for credit, maybe they'll only look at the Equifax credit report and they won't look at the TransUnion credit report, right? But, what your credit score tries to do, what the FICO score tries to do is take all that information and give you a score to, for people to look at quickly to see if you're somebody that they want to lend their services or their money to, right? And what FICO does uh, and how FICO makes its money, because this is important, always follow the money. Uh, FICO doesn't do this out of the goodness of their heart. FICO uh, makes their money from these servicers and these lenders, and these servicers and these lenders, they have particular things that they are looking for, right? So FICO sells them different algorithms based on their service. So, for example, uh, this uh, company down the street that sells brand new cars, they may want to look at different things on your credit score than the company down the street that wants to sell you, uh, let's say, a cell phone plan, right? So there's a different FICO score for auto for auto loans than it would be for a cell phone plan, so to speak, right? So there is no one single FICO score. There, last last I heard, is like 49, 50 different FICO scores, and there may even be more because they customize these scores for the particular client that they're looking for. So there is no one FICO score. So if anybody tells you that, don't worry about that, and that's going to become important later on because I'm going to show you how to get your credit scores for free and you don't have to worry about paying FICO to get that. Now, you can do that. If the more information is always better. You can go to MyFICO.com and pay for uh, your FICO scores from your three, your three credit bureaus. You can do that. Uh, it's not very expensive. But if you don't want to do that, uh, I can show you how to get your credit scores for free through various different places. And it's not necessarily about the accuracy because we're going to talk about strategy on how to increase your credit score. Because the only thing we really want to, we really care about is the trend, right? But anyway... Let me get back to this thing, right? So you got the FICO score, and then recently, and not so recently, um, well, kind of recently, the three credit bureaus have gotten together, and they've come up with their own kind of uh, credit scoring. Uh, they call it the Vantage score, and that's what you see a lot that you see for free um, through, like, creditkarma.com or um, what's the other one? I think it's, like, credit credit.com. Um, there's another one that I use, but I'll I have it all in the show notes. Um, but you'll see like uh, credit card companies like I have a Capital One card and they do uh, they give me my free TransUnion credit credit score. And that's from this whole Vantage score thing. Right. And um, so that's basically where that came from. You probably heard the whole FICO versus FACO scores. Right. And basically what they're trying to say is that your Vantage score is a fake score. Well, uh, you know, it's not a fake score. It's just a different algorithm. And they're all trying to do the same thing. They're trying to, de to, to determine your credit worthiness. Now, I have seen some large swings between those two, the, the FICO score and the Vantage score, but it's not because of the algorithm that you see these large swings. It's because of the information on your credit report. So that's what I'm going to talk about now is 
we talked about what's on your credit report, right? Talks it has your name, your social, your employers, um, a, a statement that you can make. Uh, it has your payments that you've made. It has your credit cards that's on there. It has your student loans on there, any mortgages that you may have, any delinquencies you have, any charge-offs you may have. All that is on your credit report. Now, according to some numbers that, you know, on doing some research on the Internet, 83% of all credit reports have errors on them, right? And for the most part, most of those errors are probably costing you 10, 20, 40, 50, 60, maybe even 80 points off your credit score, right? And a lot of that is the differences you see in these swings of your FICO score versus these other Vantage scores, right? It's because if you get a FICO score for an Experian account, but you get a Vantage score for a TransUnion account, but your TransUnion account has really good things on it and no bad things, and your Experian account has maybe a missing uh, a late payment on there, then your score from the Experian FICO is going to be lower. Hope that makes sense. So it's not a, that the algorithms are just so different. They're pretty much the same because they break down the same things, right? And we'll talk about the breakdown of how they score later. But it's not necessarily about the algorithm. It's about what's on your credit report. So before you worry about your credit score, what I want you to do is get to your credit reports, right? And that's going to be your homework for today. Your homework for today is your action step for today is to get a hold of your credit report. Now, uh, I've talked about this before on previous episodes, but you can get uh, one free credit report from annualcreditreport.com. You can get one of those per year from each of the major credit bureaus. That's Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. I like to do this at the beginning of the year uh, just because I just kind of like the fresh start of the year. Uh, I've heard people um, talk about they, that you should get when I heard this from uh, his and her money which is a pretty good podcast, by the way. Uh, but his and her money, uh, they talk about finances and stuff like that as well. But they talk about how they like to get, say, to get Experian in the first quarter of the year, get an Equifax in the middle of the year, and to get like a TransUnion report at the end of the year. That way, they can kind of look at them throughout the year and see if anything pops up uh, that they were not expecting and stuff like that. Um, so that's a good idea, too. I like that as well. But you can also buy your credit report if you want to do that, if you have the freed up cash to do that. But you can get one credit report for free from each of the bureaus every single year. Now, there's other situations where you can get your credit report free. For example, if you were denied, right? If you were denied credit for whatever reason, you have the right to get a free credit report. Um, they do a terrible job of explaining why you got denied. <laughs> uh, so I can't really help you with that. I can kind of come up with ideas if I were able to look at your credit report and the game plan is to teach you enough of this stuff so you can look at it and really understand it so you can know, uh, really, if you think credibility, that'll help you a whole lot. Or at least it helps me. Just, it's just a quick word I can think about. But um, you can do that. If, if you were denied your credit, you can do that. If there's some suspicion on there or something wrong, or if you disputed your credit report for whatever reason, uh, you can get another one and not be charged uh, for that to make sure that the corrections were made. So there's other ways to get um, your credit report for free, but you want to know what's on there because a lot of people, uh, for me, for example, one of the first times I got my credit report, I found out I had three credit cards on there that I never knew anything about, and they were being sent to a P.O. box that did not belong to me, right? Uh, so I was a victim of fraud. And it seems like uh, it seemed like every year, especially around Christmas, I get something else that will pop up. And it's a, it's it's one of those things that's annoying. And uh, it, it kind of gets on my nerves because it seems like it happens every year. But now with technology and some things in place that we'll share, uh, share with you, uh, I don't really worry about identity theft. I don't worry about things popping up on my credit report anymore because we have things in place uh, that will alert me immediately, especially with these phones and and stuff like that that we have nowadays. So uh, you don't even need to pay anybody for these identity, uh, you know, identity protection services and stuff like that. Now you can do that. I'm not saying not to, um, but they don't actually protect your identity. They just go and help you clean up, clean it up um, after it's already kind of, uh, they'll alert you of something and, and some of them will help you clean it up after it's already done. But a lot of credit cards, and a lot of debit cards and, and a lot of other places, they'll already help you do that anyway. And ask me how I know, 
right? <laughs> because uh, it happens to me a lot. Um, so, but now I don't worry about it so much. But that's what I want you to do. Get your credit report. Get your credit report. Go over it. Scan it. Uh, some of the biggest things that uh, some of the biggest errors that we see on a credit report is misspelled names, right? So a lot of especially me, right? People misspell my name even after they've read it back to me, right? My name is Jamar, right? But it doesn't. It's not spelled Jamar. It's spelled Jarmar, right? So it's J A R M A R. So a lot of times they spell it J A M A R. I've even had Jafar and Jumar and Gmar with a G. I've had all types of stuff uh, spelled, but uh, you got to check your credit report to make sure that somebody that doesn't have a name similar to you or very much like you, uh, and they could be doing bad things with their credit. So you got to clean that type of stuff up. And it's not difficult to do. It's just annoying, right? Um, but you'll be surprised about how doing that can help your credit score. If you can update your your employer, that'll uh, help your credit score. One of the biggest things that I see that hurts a lot of people and you'll understand more as we go through the breakdown of what's in a credit score is your credit card companies not reporting what your credit limit is, right? So let's say, for instance, you started off with a credit card with a $500 credit limit, and then they raised your credit limit up to, let's say, uh, 1000 and you went and you charged $500 on this credit card. Now, you still got $500 left to charge, which you shouldn't do that. You should never go over 30%. And we'll talk about that later, but never go over 30% of your limit ever at any given moment. Right. But anyway, if you at 50%, you think you're doing okay. You're not, you don't look maxed out, but if they haven't updated the credit limit on your credit report, so say for instance, your credit report still has a credit limit of 500 and then they just reported that you have a balance of 500 according to the credit report, you are maxed out on your credit. And if you are maxed out on your credit, that will plummet your credit score. So make sure that your credit, your credit, uh, your credit cards are, are putting your proper limits on there, right? Because that's one of the biggest things that that's one of the biggest things that can hurt your credit score. And that's actually one of the fastest ways you can increase your credit score too, is uh, making sure your limits are, are up and, and reported properly. So that's just one thing. And we'll talk about uh, more of that stuff later. Uh, but that's what I want you to kind of understand about the difference between your credit report and your credit score. They are tied together, but they're not exactly the same, right? Uh, another myth that people believe is that your employer looks at your credit score or your potential employer looks at your credit score. That's not true. They don't look at your credit score. They do look at your credit report, however. So these are just some things that I want to clear up and make sure we understand when it comes to our credit and credit score, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And it's not that people are, are trying to deceive us. I just think everybody tries to do things in these little steps. They try to write these, you know, 500 word articles or these quick, you know, five steps to do this and two steps to do that, which gets a lot of clicks and get a lot of traffic to their websites. Uh, but it's not very thorough. And what I want to do over this next several episodes is make sure we're really thorough about your credit report, your credit score, how to increase them and how to utilize them to free up cash flow and get your money right. You know, you know me, I like to take the holistic approach, you know, when it comes to our finances, because it's all connected, right? It, it all comes around one big circle. And I want to simplify that. And that's what I want to do when we start the master classes and stuff like that, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So but let's go ahead and recap because we're already 44 minutes into this thing and I'm probably boring you to death, but hopefully you've learned something new, right? And that's what I set out every episode is to teach you something new or to inspire you or to get you to reflect on something. And uh, we're going to continue to do that as long as I possibly can. But again, let's reflect on what what the purpose of a credit score and a credit report is. And ultimately it's for financial institutions and other servicers to check to see how credible you are, right? They want to uh, lend you uh, money or service uh, on your word. Then uh, they need to have a little bit of proof or history about how you've done things. And we can all understand that, right? If I came to you 
and want to borrow some money from you, you know, you'd have to look at my past actions and my past history to determine whether or not it's worth the risk to you to go ahead and let me borrow that money or to let me uh, borrow your your lawnmower or your car or whatever. It's not just about money, but in this particular situation, that's what they're trying to gauge. Now, let me also say that just because you have a high credit score does not mean that you are good with money, right? Uh, those two things are completely independent. Uh, and though people can get confused by that, I actually, matter of fact, they had an episode of Blackish, uh, Black, uh, back up Black. <laughs> anyway, back in, I think it was like January or something, they were talking about their finances and money. It's, it's a hilarious show. But, uh, oh boy, it was like, you know, but I got an 817 credit score. Like, what you talking about? You know, but when they looked at their money, it's like, look, you about to go broke, you know, but they didn't know because they just, he just thought because he had a good credit score, he thought everything was good. The credit score is only one part of it. Just like we talked about before, like your net worth is only one part of it. Those numbers can be deceiving, right? And we want to be able to educate ourselves enough to be so we're not bamboozled by those things and think we're doing something good when we're not doing it quite as well, right? So uh, we're rethinking credit, rethinking how we used to think about it is not just a score, um, but it can be useful to have a good score. And so now we know uh, some steps and what the what the, the report is made of and how it relates to the score itself. Uh, we talked about FICO versus FACO or FICO versus the Vantage score, right? Uh, the FICO is the most known, most used company when it comes to creating a credit score. But every FICO score or FICO has very, a bunch of different algorithms depending on the servicer and what they uh, subscribe to. So not every FICO score is the same, but a lot of people will go around and say, Hey, the only true score that you have is a FICO score. Well, the, the FICO score that you buy on their website may not, and it's probably not very likely not the same FICO score that Wells Fargo purchases or your credit union purchases or the, the, the place you buy your car from purchases. Those are different algorithms that they look at, right? So those are some of the things that we just want to think about. Next couple of episodes, we dig in deeper with some more actionable stuff. So we're going to talk about facts and facts only. So basically the facts of credit scores, like what's it, how are we going to break it down, right? What is in a credit score, right? Because if you can know what's in the credit score, you can learn what you need to do to make sure your credit score gets higher and stays higher, then we're going to talk about facts. So frequently asked questions. We're going to go through that. If you have any questions about the credit score and you want me to cover them on here on the show, you know, misfits, you guys can send me a voicemail. I'll answer it on air, but you can shoot me an email at Jamar at yourmoneyright.com. But I'll do that. Um, but I already have some that I'm going to talk about, but if you have some others you want to ask, I want to make sure I get in there ask that you can also do it at the webinar if you show up for that but so we're going to do facts uh, and facts facts only and then we're going to talk about uh strategy right so how to increase your credit score keep your credit score high and all the good stuff so the next two episodes are going to be jam-packed i think you're going to like it and i'm going to knock through all the fluff and make sure we focus on the things that makes the greatest impact the fastest and then we'll share with you the absolute fastest way to increase your credit score on the webinar as well too so all that's going to be visual speaking of the webinar the webinar is going to be held on thursday july 28th all right so today is the 11th that uh that this is going out so we got a couple of weeks you got about three weeks or so a little bit less than three weeks to get ready for that um if you want to register for the webinar go do that now i'm too cheap to spend a bunch of money to get a whole lot of spots so i only got a hundred slots on the webinar, but go now and get registered at yourmoneyright.com forward slash score 750. That's yourmoneyright.com forward slash score 750. So 750 is the number 750. Go do that. Register. You need to enter your name and your email address and all that good stuff. And you'll be able to add it to your calendar. And once you get yourself registered, and then you'll also get a reminder email to make sure you don't forget uh, the day before and the day of the webinar. So you go over and do that, get registered for that, get in one of those first 100 slots, 
Actually, I can register as many as possible. It's just the night of, I only have 100 slots. But go ahead and get registered now uh, so I can know uh, what to expect. At the webinar, it's probably going to be about an hour of talking about the tricks and techniques and how we actually do it or our total of everything. And then we'll just open up for a question and answer. I'm going to answer any questions that you may have and I'll sit there for a little while. I won't say as long as it takes. Somebody going to have me there all night long, but I'll sit on there to make sure it's useful and I answer as many questions as possible uh, about the credit score. And then uh, we'll go from there. Right. So go over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash score 750. That's the word score. And then the number seven, five, zero, seven, fifty to get registered for that. And I look forward to that. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you think this could be helpful to anybody, share it out. If you think you may need to listen to it again, listen to it again. But if you can think of any one person that you know of that could use some help in the credit area, let them know about the show. Let them know about the series. You can also let them know about the webinar as well. Uh, when you do register for the webinar, there'll be some buttons on the bottom after you register that will let you share the registration page. Feel free to do that as well. Uh, we want the more the merrier. I want to help as many people as possible. Um, but again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Remember, you can still get that free membership over at the Mis for the Misfits only. Go ahead and get that. Get registered for the webinar. I'm excited about what's getting ready to happen, y'all. I'm I'm super excited. I know we've had a tough week, uh, but hey, let, let's let's not get distracted. Let's keep loving on each other. Let's keep fighting the good fight, doing the things we can do, but let's do it smart, right? Let's do let's do things the right way, uh, and we can make change. And I'm not going to go into my whole rant about how we need political power, but we don't get political power without uh, financial uh, economic power. So uh, that's what I'm working on, and I hope you're working on it with me. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I truly appreciate you being here. I love you and God bless. And